I, you know, I just knew there had to be a, there had to be a, a, a solution to the problem that we were having, which was like not having pickers show up, having fruit rot on the tree because we, the three of us, couldn't get it off the tree fast enough. Um, and so um, when I presented the idea with the team, it kind of like went like some of them were really poor, like for it and others really weren't sure how it was going to work. And yeah, so we um, last year posted it. We talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, have connections and relationships with um, some agriculture colleges on the West Coast. So we made those connections and we had 32 people apply for an internship that we only had six positions for. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode one of a five-part series, which has turned into an annual event for us, which I'm really happy about. We've got Abby Munoz from Monarch Coffee Farms. Abby, welcome back to the podcast for like the third or fourth time. I don't know, about four, three, maybe. Three, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Welcome back for the third time. It's a pleasure to have you back. We are revisiting the stuff that we talked about last time on the podcast, which is the internship that we spoke about the last time that you were here. And in this podcast, um, we are talking about, in this series, we're going to talk about Hawaii and the role that it's going to play in a very interesting 12 to 24 months in the coffee supply chain. The series that we had last year was super successful. There were a lot of people who talked about who applied for the internship. There were a lot of people who were very excited about the internship and that's being offered again. So this whole series is not going to be about the internship. This episode is going to be about us revisiting um, the success now that the internship has happened and is finished. Um, But then in the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about some of the interesting things that are happening with Hawaii as an origin in relation to other coffee origins in the world. So very quickly, why don't you remind everyone what kind of a badass you are? That's me saying that. That's not her saying that. That's me saying that. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what you do? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know that I would say uh, badass. We'll approach that with humility a little bit. <laughs> uh, I work hard at what I do. Yeah, you and, do. And uh, I work uh, intentionally. Yeah. Yeah work towards manifesting things as you and I will talk about often, right? Yeah. And as a result, I get results. I hit success markers, you know, yeah, you but do. um I am a coffee producer, coffee roaster, Q grader, and Q processor. Um and I operate the director of operations for our family uh, Kona coffee farm on the big island of Hawaii. And a lot of people in the industry, surprisingly find out that coffee is grown in Hawaii from this podcast, which is wild to me. Yeah, me too. I mean, I hear it every day, right? People are like, you know, oh yeah, oh, Kona coffee, you know. Although like being on the West Coast, like most West Coast people know, but when you talk to people in other parts of the world, yeah, yeah, don't realize. And you don't just grow coffee, you grow award-winning Gesha and Pacamara. Like the list, what kind of popping scores are you getting from your coffees? Um, well, in like Hawaii, the Hawaii cupping competitions, state competitions, and the Kona Coffee Festival, we're getting high 80s, 87, 88s. 
um, coffee review, um, coffee scoring up into the 90s. Um, on average, like within our, our QC team um, that are on the farm, as well as um, some Q greater partners that I have on the mainland that um, cup our coffees often. They're high 80s and low 90s. So we're not talking. Exactly. We're we're not talking about just average, and not that there's anything wrong with average coffee, but where you're positioned in the market is high-end specialty. That is our focus primarily, right? We also, you know, create different uh, product lines within that, you know, very high-end sorting, right? We've got to do with, there's always something left, right? Um, Right, but um, I don't know, excellence is like, part of our ethos of who we are and um yeah. and it's one of your really, company values yeah for sure for sure and so um always striving to be the best and not like because we want to outdo anyone but just always like being excellent at everything that we do is is what we're about and and first sometimes right and uh, you know I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what you mean Abby <laughs> no, no. it's it's a curse because excellent today becomes the new baseline for average for tomorrow so, so excellent is a constantly evolving benchmark and that's the hard part when you work with businesses that are constantly looking for excellence is that excellence becomes a new definition as culture evolves, as the business evolves, as technology evolves, everything's different all the time when that's what the standard is. And and Monarch Coffee Farms is absolutely, uh, as a business that I intimately know because you're a client of mine, that's not why you're on the podcast. That's not why we're having this conversation. But I intimately know your business and I intimately see the way that Everybody in your team is constantly striving striving for excellence. The internship this year was a perfect example of how as that evolved and having aligned each of the interns with the values of what Monarch stands for, we got to see them constantly raise the bar every single day on what yesterday's excellence is today's benchmark. And it was just, I mean, it was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to watch as a consultant, like it's a very strange place that you occupy within a business, especially over a long term. You get to observe leadership constantly raise the bar in excellence and then employees start to follow suit when they know that that's what the business is about. And so when that's what the focus is, that's how you get a business to grow from its soul rather than from its profit and loss statement. You know what I mean? So I'm very proud, as you can tell, because <laughs> I got to watch it over. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's really a, a deep honor to do what I do um, with businesses. And and this, this, what we're doing today, this conversation that we're having today is the prime example of the, the what happens at the end of it. Like you getting to talk about all the hard work that you and your team put into it. Now we get to get a little tiny view into that. So let's talk about the internship because it's uh, for anyone who's going to listen to this and who missed out on the internship last year because there were a lot of applicants, you 
go to the show notes now because you can um, apply to be a part of this year's internship, the 2020, what year are we in? 2024 internship. Um, what's the website again for those that are listening, Abby? Uh, monarchcoffee.com slash jobs. Okay. So if being on a coffee farm for six months is something that you are interested in so that you can be an intern, uh, it is open to Americans, correct, Abby? Or anyone who has a visa to work in America? Yeah. Okay, great. So let's talk about how this internship went. Man, like it went swimmingly. We were just yeah. really, right? Like I had a lot of opportunities to poke holes in the ideas. I think that's one of the things that I value most about like working with you is the opportunity to like, create these ideas and plans and be able to present them in a way where they can be reviewed and like you poke holes in them, right? Like we figure out where the weak spots are and, and, um, I mean, I think you and I spend a lot of hours doing that, right? Like my so many. Ideas. <laughs> um, but um, you know, we had started our internship with single um, interns, choosing one at a time as more of a way, right, to just pay it forward. Madeline, our oldest daughter, had had opportunities to have internships, which really fostered this really deep love and passion for what she does as a marine scientist. Uh, and it created, like, so many opportunities for her. Mm. And so... Um, I created our internship program just simply to kind of pass it along, right? To pay it forward. Um, and our first uh, our first two years of internship, I mean, what an incredible intern we had and just built a wonderful relationship with him. And I mean, he's like my fourth kid, except now older than the rest of them, you know? <laughs> nice. And, um, but there was something within that that I just, you know, I hate kept thinking, gosh, we're at the mercy of these pickers and like, there's got to be another system. And in my communications with other farmers locally, um, I felt like we were a little bit isolated from the problems. Maybe we were just experiencing it. Well, not maybe what I realize now, fast forward to 20 from 2020 or 2019 to 2023 mm -hmm. is that we just were the small guy, right? So we were the mm -hmm. first to kind of get eaten up by that um change in labor in Hawaii and so I, you know I just knew there had to be a, there had to be a, a, a solution to the problem that we were having which was like not having pickers show up having fruit rot on the tree because we the three of us couldn't get it off the tree fast enough um and so um when I presented the idea with the team, it kind of like went like some of them were really poor, like for it and others really weren't sure how it was going to work. And yeah, so we um, last year posted it. We talked about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I um, have connections and relationships with um, some agriculture colleges on the West Coast. So we made those connections and we had 32 people apply for an internship that we only had six positions for. This episode is proudly brought to you by Mapper Forwards Workshop 
it's time to become a coffee consultant. Learn how to diversify your revenue streams and create freedom from your day job while saying goodbye to that alarm clock forever by becoming a consultant within the coffee industry or directly to consumers who have shifted towards home brewing and home roasting. Protect your income from challenging times in the coffee value chain by taking this course today. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for details. Um, it was hard. They were people that were really qualified and passionate and like it was hard to decide. Like if I could have one, you know, we could broken it up into, you know, one person or six people for every month, maybe mm-hmm. that would have worked, but I would have been exhausted in training everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really um, super successful. And if we talk about like the start of it was interesting. I was there around the start of it. Um, mm-hmm. It was so fascinating to watch people who hadn't worked picking coffee before know that they were going to get paid because this is a paid internship. They knew this was a job. They had different levels of passion around coffee, different experience around coffee. And there were some, it it wasn't all smooth sailing in the beginning. There was a learning curve. Um, And it seemed, but because you had aligned everybody in what your very clear targets were, you and Sal um, had both been very clear about what the objectives were, everyone kind of brought themselves to the place that you needed them to be where everyone was kind of a, a gun, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I think what was fascinating was how their momentum built as the harvest built, right? Yeah. The season built on, right? And I mean, their first week was really challenging. I think out of the gate, they thought maybe um, – Oh yeah, we're, we have our orientation and a farm tour. We get to taste these coffees and learn how to pick coffee. And then, I mean, the first challenge was being presented with their project, right? Like, yeah, wow, like, and but yet they were able to like, right? Like, with we we left that experience with clarity surrounding what was next and what we were, what the rules were going to be. Um, and I mean, gosh, their first day, what did you guys, like, I think you picked two pounds of coffee your first day. I think it's very clear that being a coffee cherry picker is not in my future at all. (laughs) I've, I got a whole new level of appreciation for the skill that's required to be a specialty coffee, coffee cherry picker, because the attention to detail is necessary. Um, and (laughs) The speed is necessary and I am, I'm not that person. Just because I'm too careful. I'm very, very particular. So unless it's, so folks, if you've never picked coffee cherries, clearly I'm an expert now. So you should take all the advice from me, not. But what I'm saying is like, you've got to pick cherries that are a specific, between a color range and I was so scared I was going to pick cherries that were too young that I left too many cherries on the tree. So I had to go back twice, not just go back once. I went back twice over the rows that I had picked, which meant I picked fucking nothing. So <laughs> it was it was embarrassing. It was like 30 
cherries in your bucket or something. I'm like, that was, this was wrong. And, and so like, like everyone, we all made that same mistake. Everyone that was picking on, uh, you know, I was there for the first day of picking. We all made the same mistake. And the goal was to get to like a hundred pounds a day, I think. Was that the yeah, goal? Yeah, they did it. Yeah. So, right. So our average coffee picker, uh, like an experienced, skilled um, coffee picker, right, is they easily can pick 200 or 300 pounds a day. Jorge, um, who's our number one farm man, he, um, I mean, easily 280 pounds, like nothing. And I mean, you'll see his 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 baskets after every row. And I mean, it's all perfect. Right. There's very little anything that does not belong in that in that fruit selection. Um, And he does it with, yeah, I mean, like a breeze. Right. And he doesn't even break a sweat practically. Um, And so my expectation, I never expected our our interns, even at the end of the internship, to be able to be at the level of skill set that Jorge is. Yeah. He's been doing this for 25 years. Um, And so or has been in coffee. Um, harvesting and orchard maintenance for 25 years. And so out of the gate, right, seven pounds in a day was a little bit, like, yeah, good. I can I- imagine. Right. And then as you rolled into the second week, right, they, or as they finished, you know, they were up to like 20 pounds, right? And then you have this 14-day lull between the next round of picking, because you've got to wait for the cherries to catch up. You've got to wait for the next round to ripen. So then that time we were, then they like, you almost lose the muscle memory and you go backwards. So they mm-hmm. only pick nine pounds. But then by the time that round was over, they were up to 30 pounds, right? So it was this really slow, staggering crawl. Um, and luckily that's how the harvest rolls out, right? It's not like the peak harvest and we have thousands of pounds of cherry coming off, right? There was an opportunity for them to build that muscle memory um, towards the end. Tanner like slayed it. He was like in the 170s. Wow. Yeah. Um, Larissa was right behind him. Aaron um, also. I mean, they just and they and their pivotability was in and adaptability was incredible. Right. Like we had a life that happened late in the harvest. Um, or at the peak of harvest, not even at late harvest, the peak of harvest. And they went from being coffee roasters to being guest ambassadors, coffee ambassadors, farm tour guides, yeah, into picking coffee, back to roasting, back to, I mean, everyone really stepped up. And I think that, you know, when I could have chosen interns who like checked all the boxes, right? But instead we just really focused on um people who like had the same mission or same values as us, right? People who are willing to be pivotable. And um I mean Tanner and Loris had absolutely zero, zero experience in coffee. They didn't even mm-hmm. know coffee grew, you know. Um, but they had a passion for agriculture and they were looking for an adventure. And um, I mean, I, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. And I learned so much from them, right? Like I learned so much from them about myself, about, um, about what we needed 
to like what kind of business, not what kind of business, but what kind of leader that I like aspired to be. Right. Amazing. And, and um, yeah, super incredible. What was really wonderful that I observed about these interns, uh, Tana, Larissa, and Erin, is that when life started lifing on the farm, they showed up. Every day. And, guys, if if you're listening, congratulations on showing everybody what kind of humans you are. Yeah. We are just, oh, I'm totally going to cry. <laughs> and, like, proud and yeah and while um you know they maybe I'm not someone they would have called to have over for dinner or expected to go on a Hawaiian vacation with right yeah Uh, they did they showed up every day and they continue to show up right like internship was over and they came back to fill in for us you know when the rice and arose and um right they were co amazing co-residents. They lived on the farm and and really took ownership over the space, over in a positive way, right? Yeah. Sophie, the dog, the you dog. know, all and so, and not only that, right? We had three um permanent interns, and then we had one intern that, you know, because of logistics and visas, we he wasn't able to come. So then we had, you know, two others that slipped in. And yep. even though they were only there for six weeks, Robert and Florence, um, right? They were incredible assets and they brought mm. so much able. And again, like just deposited these nuggets um, and helped create this Successful relationship. harvest. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing that I find is so underappreciated at the consuming end of our supply chain is the kind of the communal effort that's required to get this commodity into the hands of coffee roasters is colossal. So much can go wrong on a coffee farm that we never hear about. And it's such a complex agricultural product unto itself. Like if everything goes right, it unto itself to turn into to grow and then to to harvest and then to process and then logistically to get it to everywhere. Just that on its own, everything's got to go right for that to, to, to be successful. And then life happens on a coffee farm and then weather happens on a coffee farm and then economics happens on a coffee farm and all of these external forces. You look at that and you realise that the price of coffee over 30 years has barely shifted. Which is why I just think that um, it is amazing that coffee producers achieve the mammoth task that they achieve. And so this is not just for Monarch Coffee Farms. This is across the board that coffee producers achieve what they achieve is something to be held in such high esteem. Um, So anyway, um, with regards to the internship, as we wrap up this episode, it's open again for 2024. Um, what are you looking for? How many interns um, and, and what, what are you looking for? Yeah, so 
um, was really interesting to learn. I mean, most of the time there was only, you know, when we look at average through the whole internship program out of six that we were looking at, we really only had three the whole entire time, right? And this innovative way of bringing in laborers for a season when you need it the most, right? Like the total cost of having the interns was significantly less than paying pickers what by like, what did we say, like 20000 or $10,000, right? Yeah. Um, uh, right? Just to reiterate there, guys, we did pay the interns. They were they were yeah. paid well. Is eighteen dollars? You get paid eighteen dollars an hour. Um, we there is limited housing available on the farm. Um, we did offer an end of harvest bonus, which was something that I uh, presented at the beginning, kind of as like, oh my gosh, I hope that I'm going to prove myself right that this will. Um, so the money that we saved, we one hundred percent you know, was able to, to utilize that as part of their end of the harvest bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to retain um, significantly more fruit than we have had in previous years when we've relied solely on coffee pickers to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Cause they, they just, it was like painting the golden gate bridge. They started and went to the bottom and then they just started again at the top. And so it was just a constant rotation. You know, they might have two or three days in between each round. Um, so we're looking for a team of people who are like ready to live life and everyday life on a coffee farm. Right. Um, and you know, maybe that's another podcast we should have and invite Tanner and Larissa and Aaron. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, um, and Florence and Robert, um, but really someone who also values excellence and strives for, I mean, gosh, I mean, we are always striving for perfection, right? Constant improvement. Um, someone that's pivotable and adaptable. Um, and someone who's willing to be a team player, right? Like yeah. definitely um, this, like we were talking earlier, right? This is a football game, right? Like we mm-hmm. have to have the whole team. Um, and um yeah, so the internship will start July 23rd, 2024 and run through uh till January 20th, 2025. Um and um, we When do applications to- close? At the end of February, actually. We're going to hold a live Q&A um uh, late next week so we can people can apply via the link. Um, mm-hmm. And then once they've sent in their resume and um, CV, they'll be able to, or cover letter, I guess, um, they'll get a link to the Q&A where they can come and kind of ask questions live. And then we'll start the first round of uh, reviewing applications. So really, really pay attention to the posting and what's required, um, because I think the biggest um, skill that we are looking for is people who are looking that are, have the ability to pay attention to the details because details matter, right? Mm. And I would encourage, I would encourage anyone in the coffee industry that lives in America or uh, 
has the ability to work in America. So if you're an expat from America and you're in the coffee industry, you're looking at going home and you're looking for a reason to like, what's your next gateway into the coffee industry? This internship is a way for you to really get an immersive experience into what it is like to work on a coffee farm and to get the whole end-to-end process. You learn about coffee roasting, you learn about harvest, you learn about production, you learn about what it is to be on a farm and manage a farm um, shop where people take farm tours, people buy product from the farm. All of it is available to you to learn from, be a part of. And so I would encourage anyone who works in the coffee industry that is looking for that experience to enrich their experience in coffee. Um, But the person who I do not want to think about wasting our time applying for this is somebody who thinks this is going to be easy work and somebody who's not going to show up because this is the complete opposite of that. This is hard work. This is deeply enriching work. This is the kind of work that humbles you and really connects you to the earth. And it it is a deep honour to have the ability to do this. And that's who I hope that applies for this. There are a lot of people who should be applying for this. Please take the opportunity, but think about it first. Yeah, there's uh, people who are want to take advantage of all of the opportunity that um, is presented to them mm. during the internship, right? Like understand that there's it's more than just you coming and helping me get coffee off of a tree, right? We um, we host tons of education. Uh, there are lots of education opportunities on the farm, like from roasting courses learning from world-renowned roasters from the U.S. Um, we host the Q processing course. Um, so students would be able to have the opportunity, you know, at a little bit of an, but a discounted investment, right, mm-hmm. to uh, get your Q processor certification or um, your Q Arabica grader certificate. Like we host that on our farm. Um, you're presented with an, I mean, we ask each intern, um, which will be required this year, um, for to present a project. Um, they will be given a problem that they have to come up with a solution about, right? Um, but it's really cool though is that it gets to work with you on that, and yeah. I feel like those are opportunities that um, happen once in a lifetime, right? And so, um. Yeah, like if you are looking for an easy way or you're thinking, oh, I don't know what my next move is and I'm really unsure where I want my coffee career to go, um, uh, we'd love to have a chat with you. But but it's not a Hawaiian holiday, just so that you know. And a flipper and a shaker, right? Like <laughs> we're not looking for vacationers or adventure yeah. travelers. Hawaii is amazing. Hawaii is amazing and it's filled with amazing people. This and there's is not, opportunity. There will yeah, be opportunity. There's so much opportunity. Uh, but please go. know this is a paid job, a paid opportunity for you to get access to a whole new world. The one thing we do not want is people to turn up to this internship thinking this is going to be my chance to just go surfing every day and do nothing. That's not what this is. 
It it is a, a world of opportunity. Go ahead. I have locals that'll do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, folks. So check the show notes for the links to the internship. Um, in the next episode, we're going to talk about why Hawaiian coffee rarely makes it out of Hawaii um, and, and is sold locally. This is a fascinating uh, thing to explore. So join us for that. Thanks, Abby, for this. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, friends. Please don't forget to show us some love by subscribing, liking, commenting, and most of all, sharing this podcast with your friends. Check the show notes for links, including our sponsors and our Patreon. And stay tuned for more great conversations on the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward.